Hello, this is Clyde J. Kale, and welcome to the Old Time Radio Gems Podcast, featuring rare, unique radio programs from radio's golden past. How about a really unique gift of original art on home decor products? You know, a clock, a pillow, a tote bag, something of that nature would be fantastic with some lovely art. Please visit www.mpirshop.com. That's mpirshop.com. Various designs of original art placed on the various home decor products. Again, that's www.mpirshop.com. That's mpirshop.com. Hello, City Desk. Thank you, speaking. Hey, Chief, this is Ken. Just got a hot tip. Now, what's up, Ken? Tony the Scarface. Just been rubbed out by a blonde dame. Where? One of the Manhattan Theater. Okay. Hop in your high horse. Get that story. Yes, it's time to get that story. To listen to the show that hires you to report the facts that make headlines. Yes, get that story tests your nose for news and gives everybody, including you listeners at home, the chance to earn good money as a reporter. And here to hand out those news assignments is that well-known newscaster, your editor-in-chief, Knox Manning. Welcome to Get That Story, ladies and gentlemen. Again tonight, from our studio audience here at Columbia Square, we've chosen four men and women who think they're qualified to get that story. We'll dramatize for each a typical news assignment, following which he'll have one minute to report the story as best he can, including, of course, the five essential facts. Who, what... Why, when, and where. For each of those five W's he reports, he receives $5 and later has a chance to double his money up to $50 by answering what we call a scoop question. Standing by to judge the accuracy and efficiency of our amateur reporters is our special guest, Bob Thomas, the motion picture editor of the Associated Press. Now, Knox, I want you to meet our first amateur reporter of the evening. He's Mr. J.A. Chestnut from Hollywood. Well, welcome to get that story, Mr. Chestnut. Uh, you're from Hollywood. Do you know anything about the, the uh, newspaper profession at all? No, sir. Not a thing. In other words, you rank strictly as an amateur, huh? Yes, sir. All right, we're going to have a lot of fun. We don't want you to be too serious about it. Just try and earn as much money as you can, and uh, we won't be too tough on you, believe me. Mr. Chestnut, here's your assignment. Throughout the war, you served as a war correspondent in the Pacific. And on this day of September 11th, 1945... You're about to witness an important arrest. With fellow correspondents, you drive in a jeep toward the home of... Well, well this is where the oh-so-honorable general hangs out his kimonos, eh? It's not a bad joint. Probably the swankiest home in the outskirts of Tokyo. Say, shouldn't Major Paul Krauss and his MPs be here by now? Not quite 4 p.m. yet. Yeah, maybe Hidegi is pull a... Run-out powder on us. Nobody seems to be inside the house. Well, here come some G.I.s walking up the road toward us. 
It must be the Major's gang. Yeah, it is. Hey, hiya, Major. Hello, boys. I knew you wouldn't miss this. Uh, where's the entrance to this place? Oh, that's it right here. Uh, what is the meaning of this intrusion? I'm Major Krauss, General. Open the front door so I can present my credentials. Unless uh, this is an official order, I do not care to discuss it. Now, look, let's quit this fooling around, General. You were to prepare yourself for a trip to General MacArthur's headquarters at Yokohama. <laughs> the General isn't exactly hospitable, slamming windows in people's faces. My, my. Don't worry, you'll open the door pronto. You're wrong. That was a shot from inside. All right, men, we're not waiting. Break down this door. Okay, you guys. Come on. Oh, shot. All right, follow me. Shot came from this room. I guess he's in here, huh? General has earned himself the purple heart. Uh, all right, don't crowd, boys. How badly shot up is he, Major? Just a chest wound, that's all. His attempted suicide has failed. Hey, wait, wait a minute. He's trying to say something. Uh, I want her to die by the sword. As a prime minister at time of Pearl Harbor, I assume all responsibility for the war. I am now happy to die. Banzai. Lieutenant, get a doctor. I want to make sure the general is in top shape when he's tried for his crimes. All right, Mr. Chestnut, you heard the story. Now let's see how good a reporter you are. And remember to include in your account the who, what, why, when, and where. Because together they're worth exactly $25. So for the next 60 seconds... It's up to you to report the incident to me and get that story. Go right to work now, Mr. Chestnut, and tell me the whole story just as you uh, uh, heard it. I notice you've been doing a good job of taking notes there. <laughs> uh, General Tojo attempts suicide. Yeah, so much for that. And the Allied forces entered the, his quarters... He fires bullet into his heart. Now, wait a minute. Below the heart. Well, you're kind of guessing there, but he fired a bullet into <laughs> in himself. His that, that's all right. We'll accept that. Go ahead. And, uh... Now, well, well, you want the date? September the 11th. Why, sure. That's when. September that's when. 11th, 1945. As the Allied forces attempted to arrest Tojo for his war crimes, he attempts to commit suicide. That's... Firing a pistol... You're going right along in great shape there. Now, think hard. I think you got about four of them, I guess. I'll check with Bob Thomas later. Let's see. One more. In Tokyo? Well, you're doing a pretty good job. We'll check with Bob Thomas in just a minute and see if my guess was as, as correct as I hope it was. Mr. Chestnut, uh, what, what did he uh, uh, do here, Bob? What's the total? Well, Knox, I have before me the who, what, why, when, and where of the story. Out of the five W's, Mr. Chestnut got all five. And his earning... His reporting earns him $25. Well, congratulations, Mr. Chestnut. You certainly did a grand job. You really got in there and pitched taking those notes, and it stood you in good stead when you had to get in there and make that report to me. And now, Mr. Chestnut, here's a chance to double your earnings by answering the scoop question that I told you about. Now, this question was answered within the drama, so there isn't any trick about it, and you just pay close attention to the question... And I'm very sure that judging by the way you answer these five W's, that you'll get this. 
Now, can you remember this fact? What was the name of the American major who made the arrest? Take your time. I don't mean to hurry you, and I know this audience in the studio is all pulling for you. They want to see you get it, because if you get it, you got $50. I'll repeat the question. What was the name of the American major who made the arrest of Tojo? And no help from the audience, please. Major Kruger? Say it again. Major Kruger? Well, that's awfully close. It's Major... And do you remember his first name by any chance? Um. Take your time. <laughs> well, that's awfully Major. close. It was Major Paul Krauss, and I think Krause. we better allow that. Krause that was a very, a very close one. And we certainly can't penalize you for that because you did such a grand job otherwise. Thank you very much, Mr. Chestnut. Now, Knox, here by my side is our next would-be journalist named Mrs. Virginia Rurick, and she is from Hollywood. How do you do, Mrs. Rurick? One of our native daughters, huh? Do you uh, uh, think you'd like to be a reporter? I'd love to. You're really on your toes and going to make some money here now. Uh Okay. Do you think you can write a headline? Because if you do, you'll have a chance later on to write one, and if yours is selected as the most arresting by Bob Thomas, in addition to whatever money you pick up now, you'll receive a supremely accurate, up-to-date bull of a wristwatch, and that'll be all right, won't it? So here's your assignment. Remember now that who, what, why, where, and when. You're a reporter in San Francisco, and your beat has taken you to an emergency hospital. On its ledger, you read the name of Harold Hunt, a victim of amnesia or loss of memory. Now, Hunt tells you his story. Yeah, I came to Frisco a year ago as a salesman for a Kansas City flower company. I was engaged to marry Gertie. Gertie Smith. (laughs) Oh, what a dish. We were going to get hitched when I went back to Kansas. Well, about a year ago, I was crossing Van Ness Avenue at O'Farrell when all of a sudden... Why, you crazy dope? What do you think you're doing walking smack into my truck? Now, listen, mister. Let's not make an issue of this. I, 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 I've had enough for a while. Okay, chum. No hard feelings, I hope. Uh, no hard feelings. But just for my own protection and the insurance company, what's your name and where do you live? Uh, where do I live? Uh... Uh, I don't remember. Well, where am I? Are you kidding? No, no, I'm on the level. Honest, I don't know who I am. So there I was. I couldn't remember a thing. My clothing and a few personal possessions only yielded not a single clue. For a whole year, I wandered from place to place, unable to recall a single thing, anything about my former life. Then this afternoon, I went to Seal Stadium. Don White, the Seal Slugger, bounces a full bowel off my bean. I go out like a light. When I come to in the hospital, I'm my old self, Harold Hunt. Came back a lot of memories. Quickly, I phoned Gertie back in Kansas. Hello. Gertie. Gertie, darling, it, it, it's me, Harold. Harold? Harold who? Harold Hunt, honey. You know, baby, your big, bad, babesy boo-boo. Harold. Oh, oh, Harold. Yeah. Oh, Harold, dearest, is it really you? Where have you been all this time? Why haven't we heard from you? Well, I've been a victim of magnesia or something, honey. You know, I didn't know who I was. Oh, well, gee, we tried to find you every possible way. Oh, say, Mother will be so glad to hear. What are you talking about? 
Your mother passed away years ago. Well, I, I mean, your mother, Harold. You see, she's my mother-in-law now. You see, dearest, when we gave you up for dead, I married your brother. <laughs> There's the story, Mrs. Rorick. In the next 60 seconds, see if you can't give us all the important who, what, why, when, and where. Together, they're worth $25. Okay, start timing and let's hear your story. His name was Harold Hunt. He was a victim of amnesia caused by being hit by a truck at Van Ness and O'Farrell Street. Uh, he, his memory was lost for a year, and then he went to Seal Stadium, and he was hit on the head again. And, uh, Just, uh, uh, let's be absolutely sure you got all the facts. Now, you said that he was a victim of amnesia because he was hit by a truck. Are you sure of that now? You're not getting a cart before the horse. I don't want to help you too much here. Well, maybe he was just hit by a car. <laughs> well, all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> he was hit by something at Van and O'Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. He sure was. It's a big truck, too. Go ahead. And he didn't recover his memory for a year when he was hit again at Seal Stadium. Mm-hmm. Then he called up Gertie and she had married his brother. Well, I think you're going along there pretty well. I can't be sure, of course, because I'm going to check uh, in, in just a minute with Bob Thomas. There's the gong. Your time is up. I think you did pretty well, but I want a, a real professional check from Bob Thomas, a motion picture editor of Associated Press. Uh, what do you say, Bob? Uh, Knox, I think that Miss uh, Rurick... Uh... Did about four out of five. She had the who, all right. Harold Hunt, the victim of amnesia. <laughs> He's got everybody doing it now. And she had the what. He regained his memory. Mm-hmm. And the why, because he was hit on the head by a baseball. She sort of uh, hinted at that. And she had the where, the Seal Stadium in San Francisco. But the one thing which is always important in a news story and you can't leave out is the when. And that was today. That's right. Thank you very much, Bob. And, but nevertheless, you are $20 ahead, Mrs. Rurick. Now, here's a chance to double your earnings. And Mrs. Rurick, ladies and gentlemen, gets up and starts to walk away from our microphone, forgetting that she's $20 ahead and has an opportunity to have 40 ahead. Double your earnings now, Mrs. Rurick, by answering this scoop question. It was mentioned within the story, so you don't need to be afraid of it at all. What was the name of the ball player who hit Hunt on the head? A ball player with the seals. Think hard. We will take your time. We won't hurry you. He was a he was a very, very, very good ball player, well known on the Pacific Coast. You give up? I'm sorry, his name was Don White. However, you're still twenty dollars ahead. And we'll be looking for you to turn in perhaps the winner when it comes to the headline writing contest. Okay, Bob Moon. Now Knox, meet Mr. Bill Blackstone from White Plains, New York. And he is amateur reporter number three for tonight. How do you do, Mr. Blackstone? I see you're uh, uh, an ex-GI just out of the service. Yes, I am. Did you uh, do any newspaper work before the war or during the war? Well, I was a photographer for Macy Westchester chain in New York. Oh, well, you know something about the newspaper business then. Okay, here's your assignment. It's Wednesday, March 27th, this year. You're pecking away at your typewriter in your office, writing a feature story when your editor comes by. Oh, hi, Chief. What's up? Whitey, looks like Hussein Allah is going to have a chance to air his case before the consul this morning. Oh, I figured that when the troops weren't withdrawn as promised on March the 2nd. All right, take a cameraman and beat it over to the Bronx right now. 
We're in luck. Take him to an owl. Wait him down. Hey, hold it. Oh, okay, pal. Hop in. There you're going, buddy. Uh, take us to Hunter College and stop on And so, gentlemen, in conclusion, I restate my country's position. I propose that the discussion of this question be delayed until April 10th. Thank you. The chair recognizes the delegate from Egypt. Gentlemen, I move that we vote on this motion to delay the discussion at once. Did you hear that, pal? Sure as the devil will be fireworks now. You should get some terrific shots with your camera. You said it. Tense moment. Look at Hassan Allah. He's just itching to get the floor and state his case. Yeah, and the old bear is right on the spot now. Gentlemen... The motion to delay this discussion has been voted upon. It has been defeated nine to two. If that is your decision, gentlemen, I have no other choice. I will not be able to remain for the repair. Get your camera ready for this, pal. He's getting up to leave. And so are three advisors. I'm going to file out behind him. Hey, man, this walkout's going to be in headlines all over the world. And that, Mr. Blackstone, is your story. Now, you rush out of the meeting and go to the nearest telephone booth. What'll you tell me in the next 60 seconds? Gromyko walks out of UNO conference. Very good, but that's just a headline. Go ahead, you might save that for future reference. You may need it later on. Go ahead and tell me the whole story now. Uh... It was, uh, well, it was at the Bronx, at, at Hunter College in, in Bronx, New York, and uh, they asked for a delay for the discussion on the uh, Iranian question, and the delegate from Egypt uh, asked that it be delayed till April 10th. It was suggested that it be voted upon and, uh... That's all right. Uh, Take your time. you still got quite a lot of time left. You're doing fine. I wonder... It was March 27th, 1946, the day it all took place. March 27th, 1946. That's fine. You just get in under the wire with that when you finished your assignment, Mr. Blackstone. And here's Bob Thomas of the Associated Press to tell us how you made out. All right, Knox. Here's Mr. Blackstone's score. Out of the five W's, he got five, and his reporting, reporting has earned him $25. Well, that's swell, Mr. Blackstone. All five of them, and now here's your opportunity to double your earnings. You'll have to answer this scoop question. It was clearly stated within the drama. What was the name of the Iranian delegate who wanted to air the case? Think hard now. It was a foreign name, of course. Where was he? He was from Iran. Uh, no help from the audience, please. I heard some of those up here then. Cine or something like that. No, that isn't close enough for me to, to, to give you a break on that. I'm very sorry. The name was Hussein Allah. You, you, you've got, really got started, but not quite enough for me to stretch a point. Thanks, however, Mr. Blackstone, you're still $25 ahead. And now, Knox, our fourth amateur reporter for tonight 
is Mrs. Madge Way from Glendale, California. Do you know that listeners at home have a chance to become a reporter and get that story? Later on, a story will be dramatized for them, and the listener who mails in what the judges consider the finest job of reporting will be paid $25. Now, Mrs. Way, we come down to you, and here's your assignment. During the war, you'll remember, a famous motion picture star disappeared mysteriously in an airplane accident in 1943. Recently, this mystery was cleared up when the British government learned from a captured enemy agent how the mishap occurred. Now, from the confession which is revealed at a press conference which you attend, come these salient facts about the popular actor. So, get that story. Flight 7 from Lisbon to London, now loading at gate 2. Listen up, Flight 7 from Lisbon to London, now loading at gate 2. Herman, are you saying he's here in this awaiting room? Yeah. He was to be here today, June the 1st. He came in by the American clipper. I don't see anyone who looks like an Englishman. There he is. Where? In the first row. The tall blonde man with the pale complexion. Of course, sir. Now I recognize him. I remember seeing him in a goner with the wind and a petrified forest. Ah, he was an idiot to broadcast for the BBC. Does he not know that our fewer will not tolerate such anti-Nazi propagandists? He will die because of it. London-bound passenger Howard, report at the ticket desk. London-bound passenger Howard, report at the ticket desk. All right, Luigi. He's getting up. We must follow him. He cannot get out of our sight now. I'm Mr. Howard. Oh, oh, yes. I I recognize you, sir. We had a last-minute cancellation on Flight 7. Sorry we had to keep you waiting most of the day. Oh, that's quite all right. Uh, gate two, you say? Uh, that's right. Flight seven is loading now. Thank you. Luigi, where he is at. Keep your eyes on him. Make sure he goes aboard. I'll make the necessary telephone call. Hello. This is Hermann. Our friend is taking the six o'clock plane, the British overseas airliner. Our pilot should make contact with it in about an hour. Heil Hitler. Everything comfortable, sir? Yes, there you go. How about a copy of the London Times? Right, eh? I see. Look. Isn't... Isn't that a Nazi fighter to port? Good Lord. Yes. Coming straight out. That's your story, Mrs. Way, which you learned during a press conference in England from a captured enemy agent. Remember now, I want the who, what, why, when, and where. So in the next 60 seconds, it's up to you to report them to me. All ready? You all set? Yes, sir. Okay, start the watches, boys, and go ahead, Mrs. Way. Uh, The uh, war star disappeared. uh, Pardon me, who disappeared? I didn't quite understand. This uh, captured agent, England agent, disappears in 43 airplane accident. You're sure it was... 
You're sure it was an uh, an English agent who disappeared in 1943? A, a war star. A war star? Well, that's close enough. You mean a movie star, I'm sure yes. you... Yes. And a 43 airplane accident, and a... An accident, did you say? In a, uh, accident... Take your time now. Don't get excited, Mrs. Way. Go ahead. In a airplane, 43 airplane accident. The British, uh, uh, cleared up, uh, were clearing it up at a press conference, which I attend in, I attended myself in Lisbon, and they, they call from Lisbon to London, Fight 7, Loading Gate 2, June 1st. Your 60 American seconds Clipper. are up, Mrs. Way. I don't know. It was a little difficult for me to follow you, but Bob Thomas is the old professional expert over there, so we'll check with Bob and uh, see what kind of a job you did with it. Well, Knox, I think Mrs. Way did about two out of five. She had uh, sort of guessed at the who. Didn't give his name, but she said he was a motion picture star. And... Uh, uh, she did say it was 1943, so I guess we can give her that, too. And the where, she said, was en route to, from Lisbon to London. But she missed the important fact of the story that uh, he was tracked down by enemy agents and his plane shot down. Okay, Bob. And but... the why, because of his anti-Nazi broadcast. So we'll give her three out of five or $15. Three out of five, that's just fine. Now double your money, Mrs. Way, by answering this scoop question. This scoop question was mentioned within the drama. Uh, what were the names of the two Axis agents that put in the phone call and reported about it? B.G. Herman. Herman, that's right, was one. What mm. was the other? Luigi. Uh, Luigi, that's close enough. That's fine. That's $30 for you. Thank you very much, Mrs. Way. Knox, Mrs. Way, along with our other three amateur reporters, will return later on in the program. Right now, their assignment takes them backstage to write headlines to their stories, which they'll enter in our headline writers' competition. The winner receiving a bull of a wristwatch, the grand prize of the evening. Meanwhile, it's time for you, the listener at home, to get that story. We're going to dramatize an assignment for you. You report it as best you can, then mail it to Get That Story, CBS Hollywood. And next Tuesday at 9, the name of this week's winner will be read on the air and a check for $25 will follow in the mail. Now the cast is standing by, Knox. All right, Bob Moon. Here's your assignment, ladies and gentlemen. A circus has been spending the winter in your town, and before noon on this particular day in February, the world's greatest trainer of wild animals was injured in a hair-raising accident. You go to the big top to get that story. He tells you how it happened. Hey, Clyde, okay, so I am superstitious. Just because a black cat crossed our Look, path. it's Friday the 13th, isn't it? Be careful in that arena today, will you? <laughs> you see, you shake JoJo, you'd think you were going in there with that new group of lions and tigers. Look, whenever you break in a green bunch like this, I, well, I think it's going to be the end. My job's a cinch so long as good old Louie's in there with me to teach him tricks. Louie, Louie, that moth-eating old lion. You just keep Louie in the act for sentimental reasons. Okay, Hank, open up the gate. I'm going in. <laughs> Hank, uh, see that Jojo doesn't jump out of his skin with him. Okay, Mr. Petey, I'm holding out to his hand. See, Hank, even Clyde can't, those, can't get those snarling young tigers up on that pedestal. They're a mean bunch, they are now. Look, that big tiger over there near us, Clyde, looks like a killer. Uh, there goes old Louie up on his pedestal. Watch the young tigers, father. Hey, see now what they tell you. 
One by one, they take the places. If Clyde turns his back on that real big mean tiger nearest them, boy, I'm afraid. I don't like the way that tiger has no Clyde! Clyde, look out! Clyde! Tiger's going to jump me back. Lordy, hit him full force. Hey, get some help, quick. Right, right away. Jojo, Jojo, what's happening? One of the new tigers jumped by it. I'm going in there. Well, over your tiger. There's a chance going in there. Maybe not, but how do you open this gate? Wait, wait, wait a second. You don't have to go in. Look at old Louie. Louie's chasing the new tiger away. Clyde, Clyde, get up. You're okay, Clyde. Louie's backed the tiger into the corner. Come on. Here. The gate. The gate. I'll get it. Oh, Clyde. Clyde, now. Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, I'm chewed up a bit. Get the gate closed. Oh, man. I warned you about Friday the 13th and that black cat. I thought you were a goner there for a while. I would have been if it hadn't been for old Louie. No kidding. From now on, old Louie is the hero of the Clyde Beatty Railroad Circus. And no mistake about it. That's the story, ladies and gentlemen. It's worth $25 to the listener who, in the opinion of the judges, does the best job of reporting it with accuracy and originality. So get the facts of this drama down on paper tonight and address your entry tomorrow to Get That Story, CBS Hollywood. Last week's winner was Mrs. Marion Bernhardt of Gardena, California. Congratulations. A check for $25 will be mailed to you tomorrow. Knox, our four amateur reporters have handed in their headlines, and Bob Thomas has selected the one which, in his opinion, wins the supremely accurate, up-to-date bull of a wristwatch. The headlines were from Mr. Chestnut, who reported Tojo's attempted suicide, quote, General Tojo attempts suicide, unquote. From Mrs. Rurick, who covered the story of the amnesia victim, quote, Harold Hunt hit by ball at Seal Stadium, regains memory after a year of amnesia. From Mr. Blackstone, who attended the UNO meeting, quote, Russ Delegate walks out on UNO because of outcome of Iranian question. And the last headline from Mrs. Way, who learned of Leslie Howard's death, was, quote, famous motion picture star killed in airplane accident, unquote. Tell us which one of these headlines won its writer the grand prize of the evening. Well, Knox, a uh, headline should be short and to the point. And that's why I chose General Tojo attempts suicide by Mr. Chestnut. Thank you very much, Bob. Well, friends, that's just about it for tonight. But next Tuesday at 9 over your CBS station, we'll be back when the next edition of Get That Story goes to press. Join us when we hear from three more aspiring reporters, and you listeners at home will have another chance to get that story. There'll be more action, more laughs, more money, and, of course, another Boulevard wristwatch for our ace reporter. Until then, this is your editor-in-chief, Knox Manning, wishing you good news. Get That Story was written by Cran Chamberlain with music by Del Castillo. Bob Moon speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.